All right, well, welcome to another episode of uh, The Morning After. Pastor Josh here with you, as always, with Pastor Carl. Pastor Carl, how are you doing this morning? Solid as a rock. Good. And uh, and Ashley Chandler here today. How are you doing, Ashley? I'm doing awesome. I'm super stoked to be here. Do you want to do just like a quick little intro of, of who you are? Yeah. Uh, you're Pastor Kyle's assistant, but you're a lot more than that, too. Yeah. So. Um. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, I'm, thankfully, you're not just Pastor Kyle's assistant. No, I'm a real person. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I have a bachelor's in accounting. So I've been in like corporate accounting world for almost 15 years before coming home full time for the past three years. Um, my husband and I have been married for 12 years. We have... Mm-hmm three kids one on the way like within a week yeah. or two <laughs> right how many weeks pregnant are you right now oh i'm 39 tomorrow she, 39 and she you're here doing the podcast go into labor during, during the, the podcast, podcast. I, i'm that not gonna lie i was very nervous pretty about awesome that. i would, <laughs> yeah, that would make for good content that'd be a good plug yeah so. <laughs> yeah let's not do that today. right yeah. <laughs> so along with being an accountant you also have a great story of getting out of a ton of Yes. That, which we'll get into in a little bit. Yeah. But that's essentially why you're here is to yeah. tell your story and then hopefully be able to help some people get out the that's same the way that yeah, you did. That would did. be amazing. Yeah. So um, let's start with yesterday. Pastor Carl, how did you think uh, we started our new series yesterday? Not enough, just enough, more than enough. Uh, yesterday being the not enough portion. What did you think of uh, the ser- the sermon? I thought it was solid. Yeah. yeah I I the thing that really stuck out to me was the promises between uh, that God has and the promises that money makes, you know, and the many times I think, you know, transcending that even the promises that, you know, the systems of the world offers and, you know, how uh, we can be so quick to, oh, I don't have this, I don't have that. And even, you know, rely on, shadier means or less than character driven means to achieve some of these things instead of relying on God, instead of trusting on, you know, what he wants for us and his ways for us and whatnot. So I I thought that was just a great place to start is kind of bringing out that whole money brings security but god brings even more security in different ways you know so i thought that was a great place to kind of launch from where i think so many people are and feel that they are this day and age yeah definitely and i thought that um just from talking to people i feel like a lot of times when church talks about finances the obvious response is that well they're just interested in our money right and uh just from seeing people on social media it wasn't i'm glad that it didn't come across that way it's not a we're trying to get you financially yeah. free so you can give yeah. more money to the church yeah. it's like no this is we're, we're trying we didn't to didn't ask for it. any money yesterday right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so it's like yeah you can you can say that you know the oh here's this teaching on whatever now come to the front and fill out the card for sure. but that wasn't the case sure. because i think you know, and I, I think Pastor Jim kind of understanding the fact that money is a tool and it is something that exists in this world and it is something that the Bible talks about. Yeah. So we should talk about it. I understand the, oh gosh, church and money nonsense, but, yeah, you know, in some places it's nonsense and in some places it's very right. real, like, you know, gigantic jets and all that <laughs> junk. Oh, I'm going right. to get in trouble for saying that. <laughs> When you're a pastor and your name is Creflo Dollar, yeah, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> no, but I think it's a it's a it's a series on finances, not on tithing. Right. There's there's a difference between those. Right. Right. We're trying to help you get right. financially free. Um, Ashley, just not being a, a pastor at the Freedom Center, what what did you think about the service yesterday? I being on both sides of like even um, like we've gone through Dave Ramsey classes and stuff too. Yep. Um, and so having those emotions and feelings, um, the couple that was interviewed that there was a couple of snippets that were shared during the sermon. Yeah, the Pharisees. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. And a lot of the things that they were saying resonated with how we felt sure. at that time. Um, so there's so much of that journey that just hit my heart yeah. as pastor was speaking. Right. And so it for me, it did not come off as teaching on like directly money. It was more about obedience and walking in faith and trust with the Lord. Yeah. Um, going farther because God has called us, you know, his character is so great. Mm -hmm. So it was extremely moving and inspiring. And I felt like it was strong enough to the way that he spoke to, to push people forward in a good way Yeah. to say that there's more for you. And and this, we shouldn't stay where we are. We should be going forward with wherever God is, you know, God has us moving. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, well, let's just talk about, uh, your story then personally. Um, Ashley, I, I, I know that you guys have, uh, come a long way, you and and your husband yeah, and, uh, just like recently too, right? Like, I mean, like in, in the span of all, like in, of your whole life, like recently in the last couple of years. Pretty much. I mean, we were the typical, well, not typical, but we were young couple met at college, Mm -hmm. graduated with a ton of debt. We had, I mean, I graduated 21 that grew to almost 30 okay. because we deferred it. Um, Nick had around yeah. 50 or so of student uh-huh. loan debt. So, you know, we got married, started our careers and, you know, seven, eight years down the road, we're just yeah. kind of like, it was a, it was more than just, we're trying to get settled and we know we need time to get established. Sure. It was that point where we're in the same spot yeah. And the way that we're looking at how all these payments are going out in our finances, we're going to be here for a really long time. Right. The way I calculated it, we we're going to be out of student loan debt the year before our oldest was going to go to school. And then you're going to start. <laughs> we're going to start all over yeah. again. Can you just talk really quick about student loan debt, like your thoughts on it? Is it is it a wise thing to borrow money to go to school um, if you're not going to be a doctor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's one of those things where it's it's a calculation. Yeah. You know, I mean... You take. I was just talking to a young adult yesterday about this, and she was telling me, you know, I'm calculating so far that I'd only take out about six grand per year, so graduating with what around 24, and so that's not, you know, again, it's it's a loan. The Bible is very clear about taking out debt um, and being in debt and the restrictions that that has on you, um, but then turn that around and think about blow that $24,000 out over 30 years because that's going to be the length of a general loan right. at whatever interest rate. My 21 that grew to 28, I wasn't paying back 28. When I calculated all the payments, it was like over $50,000. Yeah. So it's it's bigger than just I'm taking mm-hmm. out a couple grand. It's you're restricting your choices. Mm-hmm. These payments are going to be with you. There's no... Um, there's, there's no... Like, it's just a piece of paper. It's not, uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, with a car, you have value in it that you yeah. can sell it. Right. And you can't do that with your student loan. Right. Um, so those are things where, for me, if have a plan. Mm-hmm. Like, you absolutely have to have a plan. So if you're thinking, okay, well, let's look at all the options I have to get those grants and, and work throughout the year, work in summers and stuff. Um, 
you know, if you could get it down to a more reasonable, you know, reasonable, maybe $2,000 right. per year, I'm graduating more at eight. Yeah. Well, I could have that paid off in a couple of years, sure. you know? So that's where you, you just need to have a plan. Don't go in blindly with it. Mm-hmm. Um, you start getting into those higher numbers of amounts of debt and it just starts to get more burdensome. Yeah. And I think one of the most ridiculous things with student loans is you're 18 and they just let you borrow money. There's yeah. no, uh, yeah. there's no like verification of income. <laughs> are you going to pay this back? And not only that, but if you, if you, uh, qualify or ask declare for bankruptcy, that, that money still stays with you. It never gets, <laughs> right. it never gets forgiven. Right. So it's really interesting. Um, the, the housing market is kind of what crashed the economy last time. And I can see something like student loans crashing the economy next time. Cause there's not really any, Right. There's sure. A, yeah. It's really easy to get money. And if I for could free. speak to yep. that too, I think all three of us ha- have had student loans. By the way, yeah, if you're listening, yeah. To me, so we know what we're talking. And about. I, I, I'm not. Hmm. Yeah, I'll just say it. So, <laughs> I walk on to a Christian college's campus. Uh, you know, I'm 18. I've already taken out student loans, and I walk onto this campus, and there are rows and rows and rows of credit card vendors yep. ready to yeah, give me a free blanket for <laughs> you know or or a t-shirt that is definitely not going to fit me you know yeah. for signing up for a credit card and you know you, you say whatever you want about good credit bad credit no credit building that kind of stuff and and being wise but i just think there's so many things that set up a person unless they are really educated for failure, you know, yeah. for for unwise use of this kind of stuff. And go looking back on that, I I regret the way because I built credit card debt as well from some of those experiences. And I you know, you can I'm not trying to place the blame necessarily on anybody but myself, but understanding that man sometimes it's nice to be set up for success. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know, and I think, Ashley, I think you bringing up this, I think that finances in the Bible are as taboo to talk about almost as things like sex and pornography. I'm just going to be straight because even you taught, you know, the whole, you know, do not let any, don't have any debt except the outstanding debt of love that you owe to your brother you know that's like in the bible but right. we don't want to talk about sure. that as i'm getting a car and what and i have all these things you well it's know, harder yeah, to it's, wait it's harder yeah. to make a plan right and when everybody else is doing it around you and the christian universities are handing out debt too yeah. it's like well then it's permissible for me to do it too sure. and that's where you know even back to that conversation with the young lady yesterday i, I told her i'm like if god wants you to go to school i'm assuming he doesn't want you to be burdened by it so yeah. First step is prayer. Right. Like God has a plan for this and he'll make a way. And again, it's going to, you know, it looks a little different for everybody. Yeah. So that's why it's so hard to just say this is ABC, how yeah. exactly you have to do it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like the fear of the Lord is the beginning of all wisdom. Yeah. So go to him with these questions, you know, yep. f- make a plan. <laughs> right. Okay. So you and Nick, 74,000 between you and student loans. Pro- more than that, because we okay. had a couple smaller ones that we picked. So I'm guessing around okay. like 80 or whatever. And then any other debt on top of yeah, that? Yeah. We had two vehicle loans. Okay. We had medical debt okay. and then we had our house, you know, our house and stuff right. like that. So altogether we're talking. Uh, I, I think, okay. So 
Medical, I think, was. She's about an accountant, and she's having a hard time. Adding I know. Our, su- so our Subaru, we still owed like twelve thousand. Our Honda, we still owed like seventy five hundred. Uh-huh. Um, so I think, and then with the house, I think we we're a little over, you know, between two two fifty. I think with okay. That. Okay, and what year was that? Like max debt? What year are we talking? That was. Let's see. Isaac was born in two thousand fourteen, so we still had all that debt. Two thousand fourteen, two thousand. 15 so and 16. So this is when you guys were in Burton. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then so 2016 is when everything was completely paid off. Okay. So let's talk about those two years then from 2014 to 2016. At what point did you just decide like so we had, we're done with this? Yeah. So we had Isaac in June of 2014 and six months later we were basically, this is, we, our hearts were basically dying inside. <laughs> right. um, well, it's like, I mean, Tell me if this is right or not, but Pastor was saying yesterday you're working 40 hours, and yeah. then when that money comes in, as soon as it comes in, it's already it's, out because it's, it's already being paid for. Yeah. And you're for tired, so on the way to Life Group, you're just picking up like snacks on the way, and you're like spending out. Like people kind of know what they make for the month, and they kind of know what their groceries are and gas, yeah. and that's where we were. We didn't know exactly what was right. coming in and out, right? So that was a big part of it too. But there wasn't a whole lot like, oh, great, an extra hundred bucks on that. You know, yeah. seventy-five thousand dollars wasn't feeling like we're getting anywhere. Right. Um, so we got to a point in that fall where we felt like we were in our hearts having to choose between the word of God being true and the reality of our life being true. Yeah. Like what, what one of those was going to be our truth. Right. And so God is saying that he's got an abundant life for us, that he has good plans for us, that he wants to prosper us and give us a hope and a future. And it's not all prosperity, but in our heart, we don't we don't feel that like we want to give more we want to live abundantly we sure. want to be able to go when god calls us and just go whatever that means and looks like yeah and we didn't feel like that at all we felt right. like we just have to worry about us we just have to worry about our household and we felt very yeah. selfish and like closed in would you say that it was you or nick that that like kind of got to that place first or did you guys get arrived there together like as a couple at the same time like we we needed to do this and get out of this for us we got there emotionally at the same time but nick needed more time to have somebody from outside like trusted that he respected to kind of come in so we had um dave overholzer actually a good friend come in and and look at our finances yeah and Nick is a lot more of a private person. I just wanted, like, we just need to figure this out. Uh-huh. I that's, had, that's a dude thing. <laughs> yeah. That's a total dude <laughs> thing. True. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why, why are we talking about that? <laughs> right. What's happening? Yeah. No, so, no, 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 no. Wait, no, you no, just no. told him how much money we make? Yeah, no, no, why no, no, did you exactly. do that? Exactly. Do let's, do, let's do that in private. <laughs> right. We are in private. Yeah. Even more private. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I spent a good amount of time just praying like I just bring the right person because my husband needs to be honored and affirmed too and we're both feeling shame wow. and the last thing yeah. he needs is that's good though us that's, to self-destruct really between each other yeah so there is definitely a patience there um and so he came over and we went through we had to track all of our our budget basically put everything on paper and track everything mm-hmm. and basically we went line by line and said what are our options yeah now, when you were going through your budget, did, did it shock you a little bit? Like, wow, I can't believe we spent that much money. Oh, on yeah. That, or? Oh, yeah. We thought we were like around four or $500 a month in groceries, and we were really like eight, eight fifty wow. between extra going out yeah, to eat yeah. and snacks, sure. you know, just yeah. things like that. Um, you know, gas fluctuates. Um, you know, vision would come in, and we'd pay for vision, but I wasn't really, you know, 
budgeting that and stuff. So there'd be things month to month that would pop in that you just kind of take care of when it comes. Um, you know, so we're just literally reacting to things instead of being proactive and budgeting for it. Yeah. So, um, but then beside just going through numbers, you know, Dave asked us, he's like, so after all this is said and done, like, what are your goals? Like what, you know, yeah. what do you feel? And we're kind of looking at each other like, well, what are you talking about? We're just talking <laughs> about our budget. Right. Yeah. That's going to be like 30 years from now. Like, right. how, like, <laughs> like when we pay it all off, what are you talking about? We have dreams, but we started shoving them away because they weren't going to happen. Yeah. You know? And so yeah. we, at that time, we really felt in our hearts that it was actually side by side. Like God was asking us to be obedient. And at the same time, this hope of like, if he's really put these dreams in us, if he's really put these promises and has promises for us, then he really is going to be true to his word. So we just have to do day by day and just do what he's asked us to do. Yeah. Okay. So So you met with Davo. I met with Davo. And then after that, what happened? So we started doing our budget month to month and Uh everything that could possibly go wrong would go wrong. Like our (laughs) water, yeah, our water softener, like broke all sorts of things. So the next three months like was temper tantrum of this isn't fair. Uh Life isn't, how I want it to be. Right. So there's a lot of weeding out yeah. junk in our heart. <laughs> right. Yeah. So did you have to borrow more money in that time frame, or did you just started eating ramen noodles for dinner at night? So we started saying no to things. Yeah. No, no to school pictures, no to eating out, yeah. no to extra travel stuff. Like we on paper had to make it balance. Uh-huh. So we had to know what we were bringing in monthly and we had to know what was going out. And if something didn't fit on that, we had to say no. Yeah. And that was really, really hard because that was our boundary. That was our line. Right. And that's just, that produced a lot of maturity in us. Uh-huh. Um, and at the same time, Nick was like, I really feel like God's telling us to sell our house that we had just bought two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are, the Chandlers that are going to move again for the umpteenth time. So now it's become a joke with our friends. They're like, oh, the Chandlers are moving again. <laughs> like, but really God's telling us to move. And we really felt like God was asking and giving us permission for me to come home full time, which didn't make sense because I'm like, I'm going to work to pay off my student loans. So why should I defer my loans to come home? home right that doesn't seem right yeah but we just couldn't shake it right so we sold our house in now february january february okay and i put in my two-week notice and the thursday before what would have been my friday last day my older brother passed away in a car accident okay so we were literally able to walk away knowing that we had everything budgeted on nick's income yeah and i could come home full-time right and we had already sold the house and we're living with friends. So we were in a safe place. Yeah. So God totally led us to a place to be able to be not prepared just financially, but emotionally to be able to deal with that season. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, can you maybe talk a little bit about, um, I don't, I feel like a lot of times we, we have comforts in our life that we don't want to give up, that we don't want to sacrifice, but it's, it's like short time comfort that we're giving away for like more of a long time comfort. Like you just said that you had sold your house and you had to move in with friends. Like, ideally you don't want to do that you know like you want to live on your own or like you don't want to move in with your parents for a short period of time right uh can you maybe just talk talk about that a little bit i think for us we were just at the point where we were just all in yeah you know so at that point 
it was good, safe friends that we trusted. So it was for us, it wasn't so much of a pride issue uh-huh. at that point. We we're just whatever we need to do. We'll, okay. We're, we're just going to do at this point because yeah. we're done trying to fix it ourselves. Right. So, okay. um, and it was a short term plan. We yep. just stayed with them for two months until we we're, um, you know, we we're looking for a rental at that point. So uh-huh. we we're just buying ourselves time Okay. to try to find a rental. And stuff. Okay. So then you find the rental, find the rental. We're on one income uh-huh. and we have never, so that's crazy because I feel like when you want to get out of debt, like the, the first thing you want to do is not make less money, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. like that doesn't seem like that would m- make sense. Right. And that's why, you know, I j- a few minutes ago, just saying that it's going to look different for everybody, yeah. you know, for somebody else, it might mean go get that second job, right. go bust your butt, you know, right. go do what you need to do. Yeah. And for us, we just kept feeling like we were making all the decisions based on what, you know, was expected of us. Uh-huh instead of just doing what we felt like God was asking us to do. Yeah, that's good. So, and then Nick had always wanted to start a business. And Uh so he branched out and did start his own consulting, you know, facilities management stuff. On top of what he was already doing? On top of what he was already doing. Um, I did piano lessons from home Uh to just like extras that would come along the way. You know, the extra, you know, 20 to 60 bucks during the week covered our butts so many weeks. Right. Um, and at the same time, you know, grieving and then taking care of our kids. And yeah. we walking in that peace and having so much less, we had never experienced that amount of peace that yeah. we were just in the right place at the right time. And right. it was really, really cool. And at the same time, we're super stoked that we're like, we're doing something yeah. like God's moving and we have no idea what the next step is. But literally, it's just being sensitive to the Holy Spirit yeah. of what God's asking you to do. Yeah. If it doesn't make sense, but it's what he's asking you to do. Right. Then you experience that peace that you're talking about, that it's like, I know I'm, I know I'm in God's will of what God yes. is asking me to do, yeah. even though it doesn't make any sense. Can I ask a question with yeah. that? So just because I think, and Josh, I think you kind of alluded to this earlier, uh-huh. but you know, you went from living the quote unquote American dream, right. you know, like just the expectations of whatever to really cutting out a lot of that stuff to now, I think, being somewhat back to right. doing what you guys want to do. I guess kind of talk about that that cutting out of stuff and what that felt like and, and looked like. I, I'm reading a book right now. I'm actually getting the two books confused on leadership. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember which one I was reading. I think it's the one we're reading for Life Group okay. yeah. that talked about change and how people, they're not necessarily afraid of change. They're afraid of be, being changed. Duh. Okay. And so for you guys, what what did that look like to say, oh, man, I'm used to going out to a restaurant whenever I want to go. <laughs> yeah. now, I, now I don't. Right. You know, I, right. I, I'm used to having, you know, the iPhone, the whatever. Now I, I, I've cut back. Like, what does that, right. what did that feel like? Because I think people are afraid of yep. that. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Right. For me, being a very extroverted social person, I was afraid of being alone. So that kind of fear of being separated from people and well, when you think social, it's we're going to go to the mall and go shopping or go to restaurants or we're going to go to a movie. All those things cost money. Yeah. Yeah. So there were folks that got it and were cool with it. And then there's other folks that didn't get it. So it wasn't like we had friends that kind of pushed us out, but Uh we were just doing something completely different. Sure. So, uh, and for Nick, 
on one hand, he doesn't really care what you think. So it kind of helped that I had, <laughs> you know, that I have a husband that is so solid and I'm going to make the decision that I know I need to make. And I don't really yeah. care, who, you know, what you think about it. But right. at the same time for his family, I know that it was a huge trust. It was a big step for him to go for the first time solely providing for our entire family. Yeah. And I could see that in him as he walked that out with God to know I'm, I'm, you're allowing me to be good enough and big enough to be able to provide for my family. Yeah. yeah. So on the one hand, he didn't really care what other people thought. So some of these decisions were easy for him. But then on the other hand, to, to work through those emotions of I'm not giving my family everything that I want to give them. Um, cause he's very servant heart oriented. Uh-huh. I, I could see that was, those were things that he was working through. Yeah. So some of the decisions were easy, you know, as far as cutting out, I went yeah. to a tiny little <laughs> pay by the month phone for yeah. like 40 bucks. Right. Nick thankfully had a phone through work. So we got rid of both iPhones, yeah. you know, um, I, I have long hair. I just stopped getting my hair done, you know, type things yeah. like that. There was just, we would dig through the thrift shops before we bought anything new. Um, uh-huh. Thankfully, I have a pretty awesome community that we would just kind of share and swap stuff when we needed yeah. it. So it just always... Coupons? Anything with coupons for grocery shopping? Yeah, I did coupons. coupons. Yeah, I did okay. that. Now I shop at Aldi. And there's a lot of yeah. dis- things now that we still do mm. just because it makes like... Why yeah, a habit. Right. Yeah. It's out of habit. I'm like, yeah, why right. am I going to go spend that money when I know I don't have to? Yeah. So part of it is right. now like. I can now, but I don't need to. I don't to, want so to. Why would I? Because yeah. now it's an opportunity cost. If right. I, if I, I would rather spend less here so that I can spend more over here. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? So right. some of those things we've just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, okay. Well, we only got a couple more minutes left in the podcast, but okay. let's just like from the day you guys met with Devo, how long did it take before you guys were like done? So we met with him fall of 2014 uh-huh. and then everything was paid off. I believe May of 2016, I think. So not even two years. Yeah. That's nuts. And that was extremely humbling because God walked us. He just opened up doors yeah. and it all happened. Right. And we were so used to living on that one income yeah. that when Nick's business income started coming in, um, during those two years, we just we wrote checks and paid it off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. That works, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and it awesome. was it didn't phase us because right. we we're already used to living. Yeah, on so little. Can you just for people listening to this? Can you maybe give them like, and it's okay if you can't like a couple of action steps of like, okay, I'm in the same situation that you guys are in in 2014. Yeah, like what do I do not because I don't want to be in this position anymore. How do I get out of? Yeah. Or at least get started in that direction to get out of. I I would start tracking everything right now and get on a budget. Okay. Know everything that's coming in as far as income, everything that's going out as far as an expense, a payment, and savings. You you have to be saving. Right. Um, And get somebody to mentor you and coach you and guide you along that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Any, like, free resources or anything that you could point people towards? Um... I know like I see a lot of like Dave Ramsey stuff on even like YouTube where he talks about stuff that I've learned a lot from him. Yeah. Just like answering people's questions. That's a phenomenal resource. That's a phenomenal resource. Um, there's, I mean, there's some great tracking apps and stuff that are for free. Yep. Mint. Mint. Yeah. Mint is the app that Swear I use for budgeting. Yeah. And some people really like the techie way. I still do it in Excel on my Google Drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my mom. You're an accountant. So. My, 
I want to see it. Takes out her ledger and it's like, what is that? <laughs> what is, are you writing stuff? Yeah. <laughs> but that put us both on the same page. You can have multiple people log into the same account with mm-hmm. an app. So uh-huh. for some folks, that's really really helpful. Yeah. Um, for us to put it all on one piece of paper and look at it was a lot. And for me, it's right. just it was just easier. Yeah. Just easier. But you're not, your husband is not an accountant, right? No. So does he? <laughs> When it comes to like the budgeting aspect, does he just kind of trust that you know what you're doing? So we have a lot of conversations and then I kind of application make that happen in our budget. Okay. And then I do the reporting at like the beginning of the month. Uh Um, It took us almost those two years, but now we're to a point where when everything comes in the first week of the month, like all our bills and stuff, we pay everything. Uh We do. We sit down and have kind of that budget meeting you know kind of have all those conversations and then i pay all the bills for the entire month move everything to savings take out what we want in cash yeah and it's all done wow so that's kind of gotten us to where this is what we said we were going to do we're going to do it all right away and it's set us up for success so that we're not uh-huh. kind of changing our mind and going back on things throughout yeah. the month yeah, that's good. it took time to do it right but i anybody that is doing budgeting if you can get to that point it's super, super helpful to do that. Right. So everything that's coming in now in September yeah. is just going to kind of sit there. And that's what we're going to budget off to do October. Right. And that helps with folks that have fluctuating income too. To me, I feel like I kind of equate it to like dieting and exercise where it's like it's so much easier to not do it and yeah. to eat pizza all the time. But it's so much better for you if you go to the gym and you work out yeah. and you eat healthy you and feel you feel really better. Good. It's yeah. the law of yes and no. You right. know, you, you say yes to something, you say no to something else. You say no to something, you say yes to something else. And it, it just reveals yeah. your priorities sure. throughout. And how know? content you are in life. Yeah. Are you a content person or are you not? Uh, a lot of time that equals not being content with what, what God is providing for you. So right. just believing in And it's all goes back to relationship too. I mean, you pray and really asking the lord what do you want us to do what do you have for us yeah he's so faithful to show you that right and a lot of times it might be step by step because it's trusting him and that faith but he's not left you alone to do this Mm -hmm. so if you're asking and wanting and seeking him out in this he's gonna walk you out through it you know isn't it so cool though that now like if if all of a sudden you woke up and you and nick were both like we're supposed to be missionaries to china you could just we could, we could go. It. It's not like, well, we can't because we have to pay off these bills for the next five years. Right. And then maybe after that, we'll be able to, to do something like that. It's like, no, literally, if God calls you to do something, it's not like, well, we can't because we can't afford to do it. Like right. You can do anything that God wants you to do right now. And, and, that's, that, that's, really, and that's the place we're trying to get people to. It's exciting. Yeah. And it's almost a little now. It opened us up to so much that it's now required more prayer and discerning on our part yeah. because now there's the whole world, you know, and yeah. in some ways there's all these options now open to us. Right. And it's still, God, what do you specifically want for our family? Yeah. So it's still walking that out with him and now it just looks different. And now because we have in some ways a lot more responsibility with what we have, it's the game's up a little bit more, you know, like I don't want to mess it up and I want to have a legacy for my kids and the people around me. And I want to know that we made an impact and did what was right with what God was asking us to do. Yeah. So, but there's so much more peace. I mean, so peace. Yeah. Yeah. feels good. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I think that's it for the week. Uh, Ashley, thank you very much for being on. That was good. I feel like I could ask you a lot more questions. Um, Next week, Freedom Center, 9 and 11.30, we continue our series with The Land of Just Enough. 
Uh, you don't want to miss it and you don't want to miss next week's podcast. We're going to have some more people on that are going through the same story of just getting from uh, total, total debt to being completely financially free. Uh, you don't want to miss it. And we will catch you next week, guys. Thanks.